Well, alrighty, welcome back to the OC Beer Podcast. I'm here in Anaheim at a place that you'd never expect. It's a brewery out of Detroit, Michigan, that the, uh, I don't even know how this happened, but I'm just going to let them explain it for you. So here we are with Pfeiffer's Famous. So uh, what's your name? Joe Pfeiffer. Joe Pfeiffer. Yes, sir. And uh, where do you work? This is the Pfeiffer Brewing Company, or soon-to-be Pfeiffer Brewing Company. And how you were just talking about how you landed on it. Um, obviously, your last name is Pfeiffer. Yep. And uh, there's got to be some sort of family tree thing, or what, what's happening? Uh, well, my last name is Pfeiffer, so like most Pfeiffers, we all know that there was a beer named Pfeiffer back in the day. Yeah. So we... You know, you collect all the little tchotchkes and memorabilia and kind of think it's cool for the man cave. Yeah. And got super into craft beer, like a lot of my friends in the late, you know, probably 2008, 2009, you know, 10, 11, 12 was the heyday. Uh, but for the most part, I, I mostly drank Coors Light. You know, yeah. you play hockey, you're outside, you're at the river, you're at the beach. You know, you don't want to necessarily drink something heavy. And knew this this brand Pfeiffer Brewing Company had gone defunct uh, started doing some research incorporated the name and then uh, it turns out that Pabst still owned the trademark for Pfeiffer's Famous and they ended up with the trademark when Stroh's went bankrupt okay Stroh's bought it from I believe at the time it would have been Heilman's when they went bankrupt man there's some old brewery names yes like from when I was a kid my dad was drinking you know yeah Heilman's, uh, so Pfeiffer's actually at one point owned Pfeiffer's. They had bought out Schmidt Brewing Company. Oh, Schmidt, yeah. Um, I read somewhere, but only one one source that actually, uh, Narragansett was part of that associated beer company, which all those would have fallen under. Okay. Uh, and a bunch of just regional brand Drury's was one of them. That Drury's, was also, yeah. all, you know, all those Midwest regional brands. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, Pfeiffer's was, uh, the, like, definitely in Michigan. It was, like, the biggest beer in Michigan. It was bigger than Stroh's. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah. yeah, my family's from Michigan and Detroit. And my dad's like, yeah, I remember there was a Pfeiffer's yeah. when I was growing up. Yep. And it was really big. Uh, I mean, they had a blimp. They had everything. It was crazy. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, so and Paps ended up with the trademark. Uh, kind of a funny story. I was, my kid was playing soccer. And I think his, I was talking to the coach about it you always ask he's like i'm a trademark attorney he's like no kidding yeah and i'm like no way he's like he's like yeah we'll just file for non-use and we'll we'll sue him okay we'll get it we'll see it yeah and what so, are they gonna do yeah and so we did that and then uh yeah they countersued we we're going back and forth yeah. and then they would have lost i mean there's no doubt and i would we would have ended up with the name but we ended up I ended up selling. I just ended up settling. And I just bought the brand from them. Okay. And I paid way too much money for it. Yeah. But, uh, but here we are. You know, it's so gonna be. I a- did do it. By the way, I did do a family tree genealogy thing. Yeah. And if I'm related to the original founder, who was Conrad Pfeiffer. Okay. In 1889, it would have been back in Germany. My, you know, there's no sure. direct connection, stateside. And my group of Pfeiffers immigrated here in mid 1800s okay yeah so no direct oh relationship that i can find but i'm but sure it's still a cool story back there yeah. yeah yeah in fact some of the original descendants have reached out to me 
since I oh no kidding since I've launched yeah have them come out for the yeah. the grand opening yeah so it's been fun a lot of people like have reached out you'd be surprised like I might sell some t-shirts and stuff I probably sell a couple t-shirts a week for the last like three years and it doesn't sound like a lot but this is just for people that yeah yeah I don't that know. are in the know yeah, yeah. that's fun yeah and uh, I mean I've had one of your beers at Club Six One Six in Santa yes. Ana um, where's that beer being made I think uh, I saw one of the like the docent crew was yeah. was sort of behind making the beer and yeah what's the situation with that so yeah the docent crew i mean brian and scott and brian are really good friends of mine brian Geeson for years brian Geeson and brian yeah. hendon and uh i mean i've been friends with those guys for years and they you know they always knew that this was something you know kind of a hobby project that i was working yeah. on so i uh you know they agreed to to work with me and they brewed the first batch uh, which was packaged in uh, early January of this year. Okay. And then uh, had an unfortunate experience getting a second batch made by a different brewer, uh-huh. and uh, they agreed to brew the, another batch. So it's technically the third, but it's the second drinkable batch. Okay. And uh, <laughs> That's good to hear. That. Quality yeah. control is number one for you. That's, yeah, good. That's good to hear. And, and it, yeah. I, was, like, I was okay with the contract brewing situation, and then obviously this this facility kind of – yeah i mean dueling ducks uh wasn't here for long no i quite enjoyed their beer a few times um and they closed in march mm-hmm. just said that they're gonna be reworking some stuff and then never reopened so yeah i hope they're doing well and i don't know the story behind that but uh it's good yeah. to have you like you know once a, a brewery leaves there's another one that usually takes over so it's fun to see that something yeah. new is coming to town that's old again what's old is new again yeah and i've talked to daniel he was the 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 founder of dueling ducks and i've nothing but amazing words to say oh he's him. a he's been an amazing crazy cool guy. guy super you know amazing he's been super helpful for me you know and i i told him this too and it's like tell it to everybody because it's like you know as excited as i am to kind of move forward with with my project and my dream of launching this you know, it wasn't lost on me that it didn't work out for him. And he was super gracious and, you know, honestly, it kind of absolved me of guilt you know, yeah, that I right? had of, yeah, for sure. of, of kind of doing that. So he's been, you know, he, he's been amazing to work with. And, you know, he's definitely positive with, with, with this moving forward. Cool. So it's good. So I've had the beer and uh, it's, it's sort of like a throwback to like a hams, but like a really good high quality just easy drinking lager. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about that beer. Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, it's kind of a pre-prohibition style American lager. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we definitely wanted to, you know, have some flavor. It's not like drinking water, but at the same time, you know. Yeah, it it's had some nice small character to it. It was nice and tasty. Yeah, I mean, when going into it, you know, I'm all about being authentic in whatever brand I start. Like I want it to be authentic to, you know, who I am as a person, right? Cause you can never sell something that's, if you're, if it's not real, if it's not authentic. And so we kind of went into that working with, cause the original recipe was lost. So he's going into the recipe development. You know, I, I mentioned, I was like, you know, I want this beer to be something, you know, a guy worked his ass off all day, went to the gas station, filled up his tank of gas, grabbed a six pack from a store may or may not have drank in a couple on the way home as he gets home (laughs) and you know drinks a couple more on the front porch yeah you know it's it's a good clean lager but can still spend the night yeah can still spend the night with his family man there's nothing wrong with that yeah i drink a lot of lagers later in life there's nothing wrong with that yeah yeah 
And so, yeah, that's what it is. You know, it comes in at about 4.9%. So you know, a little stronger than maybe your, you know, typical macro lagers. Uh-huh. But, yeah, but it's tasty. So you're going to be brewing that here. Obviously, there's a brewery standing right behind you. Yes. Um, what's your brewing prowess like? Like, when's the last <laughs> time you brewed a beer? Well, <laughs> I have never brewed a beer. Okay. Uh, personally, in fact. So you're going to be hiring somebody. Yes. Okay. Yes. In Very fact, good. I don't really have a lot of desire to brew the beer myself. I like to drink beer. I like to sell beer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Nothing wrong with that. No. So I mean, do you have a lot team. of marketing behind you? I mean, working for a flooring thing or is yeah. that something that's part of your background? Yeah. I mean, the, with the Wharton School of Business, so I know a little, a couple of things about that. And then it really is just a matter of, uh, you know, relying on kind of the vintage the brand that was there but also you know not completely relying on that and making it new and making it relevant to, to today yeah do you know what other beer styles that they made just besides uh there's there's a few cases over here and uh i don't know did they just have one beer style so the pfeiffer's famous beer which is basically you know the lager that was their main beer uh-huh. from the very beginning from 1889 uh i know for sure because i've seen uh, i have a tap panel i know for sure they had a cream ale okay uh they made a bock wow um they had a beer called uh, export which i think is kind of like a hell's lager uh-huh. uh they had another one called wurzburger which i'm assuming is probably a lighter pills uh and they had they definitely made a couple seasonal winter beers here and there so quite um, a lineup not just a little boring yeah you know just one lager yeah no and that was probably more in the you know in the heyday of Pfeiffer's yeah I think once they you know once it went from Pfeiffer Brewing Company to Associated Brewing Company you know I think that then it was just famous which was the American lager Mm -hmm. that's fun man so yeah but behind us there's uh some really old memorabilia some uh wooden wooden cases and uh yeah that's an original wooden keg from a wooden keg with a with, brewing company that's amazing <laughs> so this thing is like it's got all the original it's like pounded wood that's crazy that's how bung holes filled like the original bung back in the day and there's just like a tap handle with a cooler they threw ice in there and yeah pump it up that's crazy you gotta like serve beer out of that once they <laughs> yeah, I don't know figure how. it out right yeah, I out. have like uh, as part of the build out, like there, I'm gonna have a uh, a bunch of the vintage memorabilia displayed. Uh-huh. It's you know I don't want it to look like an antique store, but they'll definitely be able to come in and see like, I mean I have memorabilia from the late 1800s from, from yeah. the original brewery. Did you ever go to Anaheim Brewery when they were open? Yes. Yeah, they I think they did. They had like a classy little display of like yeah. some of the stuff that they found and uh, yep. like Anaheim Brewery stuff and Anaheim beer and stuff about the owner and yeah. Um, so that's that's excellent. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it should be fun. It's definitely a. It's got a lot of personality. Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> Leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, obviously you don't have like a, a date of opening or anything like that. You've sort of just got in here, right? Uh, I've been in here for a couple months actually. Oh, really? Right okay. now it's just kind of waiting on the licenses, as most breweries. Uh, I think right now we're anticipating mid-October so I hired uh, a managing director uh, Tyler King people oh I know Tyler King yeah. Mr. Uh, brewery mm-hmm. original brewer at the brewery yes and then we're working uh, still haven't 
nailed down a head brewer yet. Um, so we're just kind of getting that dialed in, kind of timing everything when we finalize the licenses and just finalizing the build out. So, okay. And then uh, actually, I do have the space next door too. Wow. And so the plan is, you know, after the brewery's up and running, to uh, we'll actually turn it that into a restaurant. So nice. Kind of tied it to it. And do you think you'll have like modern beer styles as well? Like, or are you just going to like, stick to the old? Like, will you have IPAs, double IPA, heavy, like a hazy IPA? I mean, you pretty much have to to keep the lights on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, the flagship beer will definitely be the, you know, Pfeiffer's Famous. But, uh, yeah, we'll have all the different, whatever, the in styles, you know, and what people like to drink. Yeah. So, yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, this like, the build-out and what we're trying to accomplish is just, you know, like I said, authenticity, I think, is the right word. And... Just creating a place where people can be themselves, you know, and have make friends, you know, new friends, old friends over, you know, a pint of beer. Yeah, damn straight. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of competition here around the neighborhood. Um, yeah. Uh, the old La Palma beer trail, the, yes. the, the term I coined, I don't know how many years ago. It's, it's seen, uh, you know, a lot of changes over the over the last few years. And uh, yeah. Obviously, uh, we have Bottle Logic, and I know Asylum was over there, and they just moved to downtown Anaheim. Um, so there's one less over here, but then Brewery X is across the street, and they all seem to be always busy. Yep. And uh, so it's uh, you're yeah, you filling in the timbers a down the street, broken timbers, Walmart, right? Phantom. Phantom. The brewery itself we just yeah. mentioned, and uh, you just keep going down. It's like you know, hit stereo and. Yeah, all American down way down. Those. Yeah, <laughs> that's only like four or five miles away. Yeah, well, I mean, I look at it, you know, as you know, I guess it's a negative in the sense you you know you're competing for the same customers and there's a lot of different options in this area. But at the same time, you know, I think the craft beer is kind of you know people like to try new things and, and venture out, and it's not, you know, for me one thing, I learned this a long time ago, and I've lived my whole life like this. It's like you know I believe in limitless opportunities like i don't think there's like a finite number of customers like it's like oh i can there's only people only to buy 100 beers today and i have to get them all like for me you know i try to live my life is just there's a limited amount of customers yeah, there's an unlimited right. amount of opportunity you know and if you have the right vibe and the right environment and obviously make good beer you're i'm not worried about we'll the be by yeah that sounds yeah. awesome yeah, like this won't be Brewery X, let's put it that way. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's they, they have their much own more intimate, thing, yeah. you know, kind of place to, to enjoy your time. Yeah, and, all the breweries that we just mentioned have their own personalities yes. and they have their own fan bases and like people sort of wander between the the few and yeah. this is going to be another welcome spot to come in and have some lagers. And, Hope so. And uh, let's talk about packaged beers. What's your plan for packaging beers? It's going to be the 12 ounce six packs big tall boys what, what's your plan anything yeah i mean right now i think the main beer you know pfeiffer's famous is probably the only beer we're gonna package on a bigger scale mm-hmm. uh until we kind of figure things out more uh, And that right now is just 12 ounce cans just like a traditional lager uh, you know we have kegs six tells and half barrels and then uh we'll have six packs and 12 packs available of that and that because that beer i'm looking to Put into like mass distribution especially cool. back in the midwest that's going to be like a distro dish, d- beer that's awesome yeah so everything we make here you know this will be more you know limited to just tasting room beer and okay maybe some limited accounts yeah but, i mean obviously club 616 how did that happen yeah. oh those guys have been 
super amazing. Like it just kind of stumbled. It's one of my favorite bars. So. Same, yeah. same. Uh, <laughs> same thing with that. That's to, yeah. Six one six is like you can go dressed in shorts and a t-shirt straight from work. Yeah, and you don't you feel can... out of place. You, you yeah. sort of like walk in. You're like, are you sure this is cool? Like, yeah. oh, let's go sit in the backyard or whatever. Yeah. Or yeah, and you'll see people like dressed up in a suit and tie. And, yeah. Like, it all seems to work. It like, works. I'm, I'm glad there's no dress code. Yeah, yeah, they developed something really cool. But it was mostly it. a friend of a friend, uh, and they had just opened up. Mm-hmm. And I went in and I met with uh, Mike and Jason, or the owners, yep. and amazing dudes, and kind of pitched them my story, told them you know what I was about, what the beer was about. Uh, yeah, and they agreed to carry me. So they were like my very first account. There you go. Uh, <laughs> so if yeah. you want to try the beer. Yeah, I think they had a whiskey and a, and a Pfeiffer's for like twelve bucks or something like that, yeah. which is a hell of a deal. Yeah, and so yeah, it's a great place to you know definitely spend a night too, and yeah, yeah definitely go try try Pfeiffer's. But yeah, and it's the only canned beer they have there. So right. everything else is on draft. So we're the only beer in a can. It fits that. Um, I mean, it's sort of like a late seventies like vibe in there, like yeah. uh, and uh, having your beer in a can sort of brings like. It's part of the vibe. Totally agree. And I think they saw that. And obviously the packaging for our beers is a little nostalgic. And yeah, the bartender came, gave me the whole story. I was yeah. like, he, you know, I'm not even going to. I'm just zipping my lips. I'm going to enjoy yeah. the beer like I should. Yeah. It's fun. They've been, they've been, like I said, they've been just nothing but amazing. And like I said, they've been definitely helping me pitch the beer. And they've been my big best salespeople out there, <laughs> That's quite great. honestly. Yeah, yeah, spreading the love. Yeah, for sure. Nice, nice. So uh, uh, I think that's all I got for you for a podcast. But is there anything yeah. else you want to share? Or? No, that's it. Like I said, it just looking forward to, to having people come in and roll through and nice. hopefully enjoy the story and, and enjoy their time here. Yeah, it's a cool spot. It's going to be great. Yeah, um, how do we find you? Is there a website? Yeah, uh, our website right now is fightersfamous.com. With a P. Yes, with a P. Uh, same thing, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagrams, Pfeiffer's Famous. Uh, and that's where you find us for now. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. You bet. Thank we'll you. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Cool. Great. Want a beer? Yeah.